Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we have quite a bit of news to go over as we have the last of the movie releases for March. Let's start with the domestic top five. Opening in first place is Dungeons and Dragons with 38.5 million. In second place was John Wick Chapter 4 with 28.2 million. Third place was Scream 6 with 5.3 million for a total now of 98.2 million. Fourth place was His Only Son, a movie about a story from the Old Testament that opened to 5.3 million. And in fifth place was Creed 3 with $5 million for a total of 148.5 million. So for Paramount, they're probably having mixed feelings on this opening for Dungeons & Dragons. On the positive side, the movie has gotten good reviews, and tracking from analysts had it opening around 30 million, so it went above expectations. The issue here, though, is the film's budget. At a reported $150 million, the film needs to make around $300 million worldwide minimum to make a profit at the box office. Domestically, unless word of mouth is super strong, the best it can aim for is 100 million domestic finish, which means international markets need to do the heavy lifting for this movie, bringing in at least 200 million dollars, which right now is questionable. If it holds, then the worst case for the studio is a bit of a loss at the box office, but it might be made up over time on digital and physical sales of the movie. This won't be an outright bomb for the studio, but right now, it does not look good as a potential new franchise, something they really wanted. As for the rest of the films, John Wick held on okay with a 62% drop, but nothing special. It still has a chance to become the highest grossing film in the franchise, but it is not a lock. Scream 6 is still doing well, and Jesus, Shazam is done. If you ask me to make predictions for the box office at the start of the year, Shazam making less than Morbius wouldn't even cross my mind. Crazy. Over in China, Suzume held on to first place, earning $22.7 million for a total of $82.4 million. In second place was Hachiko, opening with $8.9 million. Post Truth came in third place with $6.5 million for a total of $87.4 million. Opening in fourth place was Dungeons & Dragons with $5.1 million. And in fifth place was a Chinese romance film called Nobody But You, which opened to $4.6 million dollars. Should be noted though, it opened on a Saturday and not Friday. Looking at international numbers, Dungeons & Dragons did okay around the world. It opened in 60 markets and made $33 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $71.5 million. That's an okay start, but it's going to need some serious legs to get close to $300 million. I think it'll be able to get to 250 maybe $275 million. But personally, I don't think it hits $300 million. Shazam! Fury of the Gods made another $7.2 million for a total of $119.6 million. Scream 6 made $3.5 million for a worldwide total of $152.6 million. John Wick Chapter 4 made $35 million for a total now of $245 million. And finally, Creed 3 made $2.7 million for a total of $258.6 million. Let's start off the news in Hollywood with some release dates. Warner Brothers has moved a few dates around Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will now open December 20th. It was set to come out on Christmas Day. In its place, the film adaptation of the Broadway play The Color Purple. Uh, so basically, Warner Brothers just swapped the two around. As for next year, The Wise Guys, starring Robert De Niro, will come out February 2nd. The studio 
did have an animated film focused on Toto, the dog from The Wizard of Oz, set to come out at the same time, but has been removed from their schedule. Also, their long-delayed Minecraft film starring Jason Momoa is set to come out April 4th, uh, 2025. We will see if it actually comes out this time. Eli Roth's horror film Thanksgiving will indeed be coming out this year, close to Thanksgiving, with it getting a release date of November 17th. This is a wise move, as it would be weird to release this film any other time. I don't think many people would watch the horror film Thanksgiving in the middle of January next year. Lionsgate also announced the release date of the John Wick spin-off film, Ballerina, which will come out June 7th next year. It will face some strong competition, as right now it will open up the same day against a new Karate Kid film, and release one week after Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes and Furiosa. Also at Lionsgate, they have bought the exclusive rights to make live-action Street Fighter content, and this includes both films and shows. No word yet on what the first project will be, but all projects will be co-produced with Capcom, the owner of the game franchise. This could be a good pickup for the studio, as it looks like video game adaptations are finally taken off, though it will obviously depend on the execution. A few episodes ago, I talked about a report that Apple was talking to studios to work out deals to distribute some of their upcoming movies and theaters, you know, give them a full proper run, and well, we have news now on their second film to get the treatment. It will be Napoleon, directed by Ridley Scott and starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. As for the studio, Apple has made a deal with Sony, who will now handle theatrical distribution for it, as it's now set to come out November 22nd. Apple is going big for the awards this year now, aiming for both Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon to come out in the fall season. Over at Warner Brothers, Todd Phillips has wrapped production of Joker of Folia Du and posted photos of Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga on Instagram. The film will now go into post-production and is set to come out next October. Also at Warner Brothers, it looks like they're making the sequel to Heat. Deadline has the exclusive on this and they are reporting that Warner Brothers is working on a deal with Michael Mann to produce Heat 2 and it would be based on the book that Mann released last year. The book has two timelines going on showing the events before the first film and what happened after it. As of now, Warner Brothers is looking to work out a deal with Mann while also trying to get funding for it. And as for casting, Adam Driver is talking to Mann about playing one of the leads. He, look, Heat is a great movie, and while I've not read the book, I hope Mann has an idea in place for how he wants to see it on the big screen. As for Warner Brothers, this could be a potential hit, but it would have to rely on a solid cast. At A24, T. West has gotten quite a bit of a cast for his next film, Maxine. Besides Mia Goth playing the lead role, the film will now star Lily Collins, Elizabeth Debicki, Halsley, Kevin Bacon, and Giacarno Esposito, among others. Considering the other two films in a franchise, X and Pearl, uh, they were low budget. I'm curious how much this film is costing to make and how much of a pay cut did the actors take to join the film. Personally, I wasn't a big fan of X, but with this cast, I'll probably give Maxine a watch. In an exclusive from Deadline, Studio Canal is moving forward with a third Paddington film called Paddington in Peru. It'll start filming in July. During Disney's annual shareholder meeting, they announced that a live-action adaptation of Moana is now in development. This was announced by Dwayne Johnson talking about it in a video. He will reprise his role as Maui in the film, as well as produce. No word on when it will start filming. This is not too surprising as Disney is starting to run out of old animated films to remake, and I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson pushed for this hard. Now, personally, I think doing a Moana 1 is a bit too soon. The film isn't even 10 years old yet. 
If they were going to do modern films, why not Tangled? Cineworld moves one step closer to getting out of bankruptcy and has entered a restructuring support agreement with its lenders. If all of this is finalized, they will leave Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which has been expected. Over the last few months, it has not even been hinted that any of the lenders would cause issues, but instead, a restructure plan has been made that everyone seems to agree upon. Star Wars Celebration was this weekend, and with it we got an updated slate of films that hopefully one day will come out. Since The Rise of Skywalker, we've had numerous films start and end development with not even cameras rolling, really. So let's start with the one that's furthest in development. It doesn't have a title yet, but it will be directed by Shareem Obed Chinoy, and will feature Daisy Ridley coming back as Rey. It'll focus on Rey after episode 9 as she looks to rebuild the Jedi Order. Look, I had a lot of issues with the sequel trilogy. The main one being how the hell did they not get an outline of what the trilogy should be in the first place, no matter who the director was. But Daisy Ridley as Rey was great in spite of some of the writing for her character not being good. I think a fresh director and a fresh writer can do some good, and I'm actually looking forward to this. The second film in development will be directed by Dave Filoni, and will basically be the Mandalorian universe film. This I am also excited to see, as while the shows in the universe have not been great at times, Boba Fett for example, the characters have been good, and look, for the amount of work Din Djarin and Grogu did to carry the franchise over the past few years, they've earned the right to be on a film on the big screen. And the last film in development will be directed by James Mangold and will focus on the very beginning of the Jedi. This could be interesting, but it's likely the furthest out due to Mangold's schedule. So right now we'll see if it even does come out. We got a good amount of trailers this week for upcoming films. We got a second one for Barbie and it still looks good. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and see if the humor holds up. But if it does, it looks like it will be one of the funniest movies of the year. It comes out July 21st. At Star Wars Celebration, Disney and Lucasfilm released a new trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Movie still looks good. I just can't figure out how much people would be interested in seeing it in theaters. I don't think it's going to bomb, but the last one made over $800 million worldwide. I don't think this gets close to it. It comes out June 30th. Sony released a new trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, where we finally get to see more of the film, and it looks great. I think this is going to do big at the box office this summer. It comes out June 2nd. One movie that will not do well at the box office is Hypnotic, which released its first trailer. I watched it, and yeah, it just doesn't look like a good film in general. And I'm not surprised that they had trouble finding a distributor for it. Look, it doesn't look bad, bad, but if they were looking to make a deal with the studio to distribute it, and they were looking to make back its budget for a reported $70 million, yeah, no studio is buying it for that much. So again, it depends if they were willing to take a loss and be like, hey, can you buy and distribute our movie for 20 or 30 million? I think someone would have bought it. But if they're looking to make a money back, no, 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 no Warner Brothers, no Universal is buying this film for 70 million. And if you do want to see it, it comes out May 12th. For VOD Premium, let's start off easy with Peacock. They announced that Cocaine Bear will hit the streaming service on April 14th. Taking a look at Netflix Murder Mystery 2, brought in 64.4 million hours watched in the first week on its debut. It also got people to go back and watch the first one, as that was second place on Netflix's uh, film top 10 for the week, with 24.6 million hours watched. 
So while reviews for it have been poor, Murder Mystery 2 is bringing in the views for Netflix. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a third one eventually. Netflix also released the first trailer for Extraction 2, starring Chris Hemsworth. The trailer is basically just a clip from what seems to be a massive one-take action scene from the film. But hey, it looks great. Now that the first one was a solid action movie, that this is actually a Netflix movie I'm looking forward to. And it's kind of rare. It comes out June 16th. Showtime is pulling a show that was set to air. It was a limited series called King Shaka, and when filming was mostly completed before they made the move. However, it might still come out as Showtime is working on selling the show to someone else. I would think if filming is mostly done, they would air it on their service. But I guess a unique limited series does not fit the seemingly new model of Showtime, which is spin-off after spin-off of their older IP. I wasn't sure where to put this, but since this news affects the service, I decided here. What am I talking about? Well, Universal has announced that the film adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's will have a day and date release, meaning it will come out in theaters and on Peacock on the same day, same way the last two Halloween films were released. As for why, no one reason is clear. Obviously, they want to boost up Peacock, and a new film could help, but horror has been doing really well at the box office, and this might hamper that. Or it could be that the film is bad and they want to dump it. I don't think it's that, but we'll never know for sure. Right now, it's still set to come out October 27th, right before Halloween. In exclusive from Deadline, Priyanka Chopper-Jones is joining the upcoming film at Amazon Studios called Heads of State. The film also stars Idris Elba and John Cena, with filming set to start in May. As for MGM+, Amazon has announced that the rebranded streaming service will be rolled out to a few European countries called MGM Plus International. Those countries include Italy, Spain, Germany, Netherlands, and Austria. For the international version of MGM Plus, the company has signed a deal with Lionsgate for show and films, with some of them being added this week, including Mad Men, Black Sales, and Black Mafia Family. The service will be €3.99 per month. Also, if you live in one of the countries getting MGM Plus International, and you have already signed up to Lionsgate Plus via Amazon's Prime Video Channels, then you'll get access to MGM Plus at no extra cost, which is a nice surprise. Over at Apple, they have quite a few things going on this week. First, they have found their co-lead for the Brad Pitt Formula One film, and it's Dame San Idris. You would know him from the FX show Snowfall, which just wrapped up. I think Idris is a solid actor, so I think this is a great choice. At this point, I just want to know when they're actually going to start filming the movie. Uh, we talked about this movie in development at Apple a few weeks ago called Echo Valley starring uh, Julianne Moore and Sidney Sweeney. Well, they have found their next actor, which is Domhnall Gleeson, who will play as a local criminal. I've enjoyed his work over the past few years, and now I might have to give this film a watch when it comes out. In the exclusive from Deadline, they are reporting that Jack Harlow has joined The Instigators, the Matt Damon and Casey Affleck film. For this announcement, personally, I have no opinion on it, as its acting debut, White Man Can't Jump, hasn't come out yet, and I don't listen to his music. But with everyone else that is involved so far, I am interested in watching it. Apple has also announced a release date for its upcoming limited thriller series called The Crowded Room, starring Tom Holland and Amanda Seinfeld. The first three episodes will come out June 9th, followed by a weekly release of the remaining seven episodes. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Apple Original Films has bought Jonah Hill's latest movie, called Outcome, it'll be directed by Hill and Keanu Reeves, is in negotiations to star in the lead role. It is a dark comedy where the lead must confront his demons after being extorted. 
plan for the movie sounds interesting enough, and if Reeves is on board, then I'm giving it a watch. Finally, uh, Disney at Star Wars Celebration released the first trailer for Ahsoka, which comes out in August. From what they have teased, it looks good, and hey, for me, as long as it's better than Boba Fett, I'll be happy. And as if for this episode of Box Office Receipts, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Facebook, link to those are in the show notes. See you next time.